Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning of game week. We have arrived it is time for Mississippi State football. Glad that you are here with us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate you guys, all of our great listeners, especially those listening to us uh, across the world serving our country. want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way at Churn and Spoon or Strange Brew. And, of course, this weekend when you're in town, Make sure a stop to us by the, by the Highway 12 or University Drive's locations are on your to-do list. You can't get your day started. When you get out there, you want to set up the tailgate. you got to have that extra boost in the morning. The place to get it is Strange Brew Coffeehouse. Our good friends at College Corner hope that you have made your purchases wisely and are decked out in maroon and white. But if you're not, hey, if you're living in Jackson, you still got plenty of time to shop. So head over to College Corner. Uh, two locations in that area to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Pick up your Mississippi State merchandise. Don't stand in line in Starkville. Get to the game. Get to the tailgate. Get where you want to go and already have that great MSU gear on you because you made the stop at College Corner. <clears throat> Excuse me. Humble tacos. Something. It's crazy how doing something just as simple as clearing your throat completely wipes Throws the brain. Throws you off. Completely wiped the brain. I was like, where am I? What's my name? Humble Taco is what you want to say. I, Humble Taco is what I want to eat, to be totally honest with you. Why wouldn't you? I could go for some some tacos right about now. If they have got to be on your to-do list this weekend, May, if you haven't stopped by there already, you have been missing out. And if you have been by, I'm sure a return trip is on your mind. Grab, grab a margarita, grab a spot on the patio, some chips and queso, and then enjoy some fantastic tacos and Mexican food like you're not going to find anywhere else. That's the place to get it. That's humble Taco Robbie Falk, yeah, it is it is game. This is it. This is the last podcast. Next time we, the next time we get together, be there tough. will be there will be things that are true, and it's there, either going to be bad or it's going to be okay. There will be some coffee that people don't get, and we will find we'll have the first ever edition of Tell Em Falk. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Well, we're, and, and listen, I mean, I know yesterday that we that I, I threw a little wet blanket on it threw by a saying water we've, we've on done. It. He did, but I've never done coffee is for closures and never yeah. done the things that are true. Yeah. So this is new territory for me. Yeah, should, and I'm excited about. I'm excited new. to have you. Let's talk about this game. Let's get the preview done. Uh, three P's. That's that's what our Friday shows are about here. Mississippi State and Louisiana Tech. La Tech, you know, it, with Skip Holtz, they've been a consistent. Good conference USA team. Uh, that's a, I think that's a fair assessment of them, mm-hmm. and that is a a situation where Mississippi State has just made money throughout the years. Uh, State is, I believe, now uh, thirty eight and two in its last forty against non Power Five teams. 
Uh, those two losses, in case you're wondering, came in the same year to 2016 with Peter Serpent, South Alabama and BYU. Those and Dan the, Mullen Shores. And Dan Mullen Shores. Ah, well, you know, it's hot. Uh, those are the only two losses since 2010 for Mississippi State in non against non-Power 5 teams. And who was it against? It was against South Alabama and, B- and, and BYU. And the BYU. BYU team led by a guy named Taysom Hill. Yeah, they, they were pretty good. Pretty good team. And it was at BYU. I mean, it was tough. I always laugh about that game because we were watching it. It's, now, it's 2016, right? Yep. And I remember texting Chad Bumpus. And so you see this quarterback that's tearing state up? He's like, yeah. I was like, he's in the same signing class as you. Yeah. And he's just like, how is that even possible? Went like, on his yeah, mission. Mormons, man. They go on the missions. They take their time. This Speaking of quarterbacks who have you know, taken their time, you're looking at one to this weekend. Austin Kendall, this is his third stop uh, in his college football career. Started at Oklahoma. And, and quite honestly, I mean, if you look at his stats at Oklahoma – he put up decent numbers in his career. It was over 70% completion rate, three touchdowns and no picks. I mean, didn't have a lot of opportunities, but the, the limited chances he got, he was good. But obviously, you know, that's a, that's a school where they're constantly churning out four- and five-star talent, and, and he decided, you know, to, to make his, his way elsewhere. Goes to West Virginia and has his best year as a starter uh, 20, in 2019 where he, he started nine games. Completed 62% of his passes, 12 touchdowns, 10 picks, uh, and then lost that job in 2020 and decided to transfer on out and now is at Louisiana Tech. He's the projected starter. A a backfield full of transfers uh, for Louisiana Tech, but then at the receiver position, they returned four of their top five guys uh, from a year ago. A a team that, you know, I mean, we'll just be honest, they they weren't great in Conference USA. They were 5-5 overall, 4-2 in the conference. Uh, but they do bring back Israel. Um, let me get the numbers here. Sorry, they do bring back uh, Smoke Harris, uh, C.J. Powell, Adrian Hardy, and Isaiah Graham. Those are all guys who caught thirty plus passes uh, a season ago. So they got a lot of options, a lot of uh, plate people they can spread the ball around to. And Kendall appears to be a quarterback who can do that. We'll start with their, the La Tech offense versus the MSU defense. Talent state's going to have the advantage. And I think State has an advantage. We talked a little bit about this last year playing LSU first game. Obviously, there's film on Zach Arnett, but until you see his defense and how unique it is up front, it's it's difficult to game plan for that. And in the first game, it can be an advantage for Mississippi State. I think State has a big advantage here. I think so, too. I mean, I know Austin Kendall has been in the Big 12, two different teams, mm-hmm. and you know that if Oklahoma scouts you at quarterback, you're pretty good. You're pretty talented. Yeah. But there's obviously something there. He's not able to to hold on to a starting job or, or something like that. So, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's probably not going to be better than a, a lot of the quarterbacks Mississippi State's going to be playing this year, and that the talent around him is not going to be SEC caliber either. So, yeah. I think for Mississippi State, we mentioned it yesterday. You got to get in his face early. Mm-hmm. You got to put him that. on his butt. You got to make him beat you. You want you want him to to be forced to beat you. You want to force him out of the pocket. You want to force him to make quick throws. So I I do think that we're going to see some some um, designated blitzes from Zach Arnett. He's going to be bringing some pressure from different areas. And I, I think you know State should be better up front with the defensive line. They should be better on the outside with their with their linebackers. So I, I really do think that Mississippi State should have the edge. They, they should have the edge in a lot of games this year. If they can't overwhelm Louisiana Tech, 
and you start thinking, how good is this defense? We, we thought this defense was going to be really good, and they didn't really show it against a team like Louisiana Tech. So I think they have to come out and clamp down on this offense pretty early. I, I think, you know, if, if they're on the field first, you need a three and out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I am one of those guys. What movie is that from? They say a lot. Maybe Necessary Roughness where it says, you know, they tell a lot from the first drive of the season and, like, they throw an interception on the first play or something like that. Uh, I, I agree. I think Arnett might take, in, take advantage here to be a little bit more aggressive than usual mm-hmm. in the early going, just to try to set a tone, uh, to try to set him, his team up uh, for success and try to set – try like you said, try to get – Get the offense on the field with the crowd into the game and, and you know ready to see something there and in plus field position. Um, if you can do that, that's that's going to work out good for Mississippi State. We talked about them yesterday. For, Forbes and Emerson are going to be big players in this game for Mississippi State because I think LaTeX does want to pass. I think the, you know that that's where their experience is and they they know they they know coming into the game that from a physical standpoint it's going to be tough for them to run at the MSU defense. So they're going to try to create mismatches in the passing game. But Forbes and Forbes and Emerson uh, do a good job of negating those kind of mistakes. They do. This is a game that you can really afford to kind of put those guys out on the island. They can be out there one on one. You can bring some pressure from your linebackers and defensive front, and let the safeties and the corners just kind of handle things in the back end. So I, I'm not worried about the defensive secondary in this ball game. Though I, I feel certain that Forbes and Emerson are going to be able to guard whoever they're on. On Saturday, that that those are positive battles for Mississippi State, you would think. And again, if if they're not winning those battles, then you have to wonder, you know, are they going to be able to win battles in the SEC? Because they're going to see much tougher uh, wide receiver matchups whenever they're playing Alabama and LSU and Ole Miss and teams like that. So yeah. they they can they can afford to run some man some 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 bump coverage. They can they can have pressure up front and allow those guys to do their thing back there in the secondary because I th- I feel confident especially in that front part of the secondary and the and the ones of that group that that's a group that's really solid and you know when you start getting in the depth that you start talking about some concerns there but as far as the the front end of your depth chart in the secondary I feel good that those guys can guard just about anybody Talking about the depth chart, you know, how many guys would you expect the MSU to play defensively? It feels like this is where, if the, if, if things go right, you could see 18, 19, maybe 20 guys, maybe more. You could. That's what you want to see. Mm-hmm. You want to see a big lead early so you can get in as many players as possible. You know, I, I've been, um, I guess, I don't know if taking a back is the right word. It's been interesting to see the differences in Leach and, and Arnett and who they're willing to put out on the field. Mm-hmm. Leach is kind of sticking with his guys when they run that 11-on-11, 11 11, mm-hmm. but we're seeing in practice we've seen Arnett. He's, he's substituting a lot. Very, yeah, he's, he, he, he doesn't mind getting those guys in there. So I think you're going to see more defensive players rotated in than you will offensive guys until that game can get out of hand. I, I think you'll see the second-team unit play a lot on Saturday – and then you hope to get third teamers in there. You want to, you want to see some of those younger guys get in there and get some real reps in a ball game because you never know who's going to go down. I mean, we, Jordan Davis was having the best camp of anybody on defense, and in, in one play, he's done for the year in a scrimmage. So you got to have those guys ready, and I think that's what Zach Arnett is preparing to do, and I think that's why they were in 
such good shape last year whenever their names were called. That defense really kind of rose to the occasion. That's what you need to see this year as well. Every year, the first game, there's somebody who makes a big impression, and then you don't really see much of them the rest of yeah. the year. So we'll do our playmakers a little later, but who, who's the defensive guy that you're like, people are going to be saying, wow, look at this guy. He's going to be a big part of things, and then he'll have maybe five more tackles. It, it'll be somebody in the secondary. Somebody will have a, an interception was, or somebody. with like John Lewis or something. Yeah, I, and, and I don't know how much we'll see of him. I think yeah. he's been a little banged up. He'll have a sack. It'll be somebody that game. comes in there. Ty Cooper comes in there yeah. and gets a sack or something, and you just don't see much of him anymore. You know, Asias Ferge last year had like five tackles that, that's and a, a pick. He's, he's a good guy. He's a candidate. Yeah. For so last year, yeah, that's that, that. That was probably the guy last year. Yeah, yeah, you know, DeCamrion Richardson or somebody like that. Yeah. Dylan Lawrence. Dylan Lawrence is a is a sleeper pick for that. Yeah, you know, somebody get a sack, somebody get an yeah. interception. Well, he could be somebody. Yeah, late in the game gets a pick and makes a, a big play out of it. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, let's switch over to offense, and and you know, this is sort of it. Really, is fascinating this offseason to have watched and been part of Sports Talk Mississippi because. The problem State has are the exact opposite at Ole Miss, right? Yes. Ole Miss, total faith in their offense, no faith in their defense. Sort of the, I, and I don't say no faith is strong for Mississippi State. I have, I, it's not that you don't have faith in, in Mike Leach. He certainly has the track record. It's just a wait but, and see. But it is very much wait and see. Well, the waiting is over now. What are we going to see uh, on Saturday? I think you're just going to see a more cohesive unit. I think – I talked about it yesterday. I think this group is going to look more uniform. They're going to look more formational. They're going to look more in sync. And that's that goes a long way with this offense. If everybody's on the same page, I think that this is a trickle-down effect for Mississippi State. You're going to see more big plays. You're going to see more consistency from the offense. You're going to see more points on the board. I think that's going to be the biggest difference that fans see in Mississippi State this year is that they just look like they're prepared. I think that was a problem last year at times. they just It was a team that was running into a new offense and it's such a uh, offense built around these repetitions that they take. And it, it's not that, you know, when you talk to players, it's, it's not that hard to learn. It's just that you have to do it so many times to get it kind of ingrained in your head. It's just a culture thing. It's just like mm-hmm. if you run the wing tee you got to be ingrained in that culture. It's not something you can just implement and and run it and it everybody be good. Yeah. So I, I think that what you're going to see is a team that's run thousands of plays in this offense. Will Rogers didn't play in the first two games last year, and then was like a couple of games later was thrown into a starting position, and it took him a while to kind of get going. Same thing for these wide receivers in the offensive line. I think the offensive line will look improved. I'm not expecting them to be world beaters, but I think they'll be able to to routinely block three down linemen, which is a major upgrade. And I just think it's I just think this unit's going to look more cohesive, and that'll be better for Mississippi State as a whole offensively. The offensive line is where everybody's going to be looking, and yeah. it's never a good thing. It's never a good thing when you're the offensive line and you know people are watching. You don't want to sort of operate in in silence. I feel like this unit, I feel like they've got the right guys out there because, and I'll tell you why. I think it's, we talked about it the other day. When you look at what Mike Leach wants to recruit, he really wants to find guys who've played tackle in high school and turn them into guards. That's what you've got here. You've got four starting tackles. All four of State's linemen outside of Sharp mm-hmm. have started at tackle in college. To me, that's, that, that says, okay, we found a set of guys that works. Now, they're going to have to switch some guys in and out. Cole Smith's going to play a lot. 
Um, Nick Jones is probably going to play. Uh, and, you know, I, I still am holding out some hope on Albert Reese. I think he can be a player this year. I, I, I've been impressed with him, the, the limited chances I've had to see him. But the I think the offensive line is going to be much improved, and that is sort of the uh, the water that waters everything else, right? That's what gets the trees to, to, to grow is the offensive line being better. Can this – obviously you can't survive if the offensive line isn't good. Is there a place where State can survive not being good? I mean, running back, if the Marks and Dylan Johnson aren't great? Where is yeah, that? That's probably the spot is running back. I mean, as long as those guys are, are picking up blocks and things like that. I mean, but you need those guys too. They, they've they've got to be there as your check down. They got to be there out of the backfield making plays. But yeah, offensive line has to be better. That the offense could not work last year because the offensive line was so inconsistent. They've got to be able to block four guys, and that that was something that was really hard to fathom at times last year. How is this happening? Because those were talented players. I mean, you had Dollar Bill out there who was a four-star, five-star left tackle. You had, uh, you know, Sharp played at times, and he had played a lot of reps. Lashley's a four-star. Lashley's a four-star, So, which he wasn't out there. But, um, you know, it, it was just hard to fathom why they weren't able to block those four guys consistently. So if they're able to do that, that's a massive improvement. And I, I want to see Scott Lashley – be healthy for a full season. I want to see him uh, take hold of that that right tackle spot, and I think that will trickle down to the rest of the offensive line. I think the rest of the offensive line is in pretty good shape. You just that that's a big question mark right now. Lashley has not started uh, in in four years on the offensive line. Yeah, at Alabama, at Mississippi State, he hasn't he hasn't put it down at Mississippi State. So you need him to lock that spot down, and that helps everybody else because I think. You're going to be good with Dollar Bill at guard. You're going to be good with Cameron Jones at guard. Charles Cross looks very good. Tackle and Sharp has kind of solidified things at center. So you have four spots that you feel pretty good about. The big question mark is right tackle. And if that doesn't work out, then you have to start moving, moving things around, and that, that messes up the whole dynamic. And then there's Will Rogers. You know, Now, no question about it, he's the starter. Uh, I don't. I don't really – care what Mike Leach has to say on that matter. We know who's we the all, starter. We all know who the starter is. And, and he's the guy. You know, last year KJ Costello started the season as the guy and pretty quickly after the first game you realized no, he wasn't the guy at all. Uh Will Rogers, you know, I think he all every intangible you could possibly want, I think Will Rogers has it. It's just can he make the throws? Yeah. Can he make the throws? And everybody Guess what my question is? Can he make the throws? Can he make the throws? And that that's kind of the thing that everybody says, but there's so many things that you cannot teach Will Rogers that I think is huge for Mississippi State to have. The leadership, the work ethic, those things are so big for a quarterback. And I'm not saying that that K.J. Costello didn't work hard, that he didn't have the leadership, but it just looked like whenever Will Rogers came into that starting role last year that everything started coming together for Mississippi State. And at that point, it was just they didn't have the experience, they didn't have so much the talent to beat Alabama, to beat teams like that, Georgia. So now you have a little more experience. You have a little more talent. And you have Will Rogers that has been there for a full season and a full off season with all these receivers. Everybody's on the same page. I don't think I don't expect the guy to come out there and start throwing, you know, fifty yard bombs. 
But I think he's a much better passer than people give him credit for, too. I, I think he can make some throws. He can make some back the back shoulder throws. He can make some good throws across the middle that can you know throw the needle between the thread and and get it between a defender to make, to find his receiver. So I I think that Will Rogers can get the job done, and I think he's going to be a a tough out in quarterback position for years to come for Mississippi State. I, this is going to be a job that somebody's going to have to rip from his from his grip because he's he's got it pretty much you know cinched in at this point, and I think he's going to be fine. Just real quick. Off, off topic here, but Colorado has been killing social media lately, the University of. The Buffs? Yeah, they, they tweeted out this graphic of how much bigger Ralphie is than Cam the Ram, who they're playing this weekend, Colorado State. Oh, that's outstanding. So, they, obviously, it's much bigger. And then they just threw in an ear of corn with an N next to it, just for, for scale. Oh, that's great. hilarious. But then they've got this quote from Mike Leach. Listen to this quote. Okay. That buffalo... Utterly outstanding. Then she's got the handlers. No, they're not pulling that buffalo. That buffalo is pulling them. Yes. Like, that that was when that was when he broke down the mascots in the Pac-12. I think so. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> Utterly uh, outstanding. <laughs> Love it. Love <laughs> Mike Leach, man. That's why you hope Mike Leach succeeds. We haven't gotten to really see that guy. Yeah, we haven't. You know, and it's because there were so many struggles last year. Once the winning comes, he can get more comfortable. Uh, everything's we'll, we'll been so getting... serious here. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, and you had COVID. I mean, you... COVID, the social justice stuff, the flag, you all that stuff happened. You can't when you can't have press conferences and you don't get to know your media a little bit. Mm-hmm. You can't be comfortable around them. So no. hopefully that's going to start happening uh, this year. <clears throat> well, he already didn't. He already asked Steve about his Eisenberg hat or something. The Eisenberg hat, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he did. So, so we're getting we're, we're getting there. It's 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 a process. It's a process. It's a process. All right, let's dive into the playmakers and prediction. Let's move on into that. Brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Hopefully this weekend on the tailgate, you've got Welcome Home Beef products. And you'll be the envy of the junction with those steaks, burgers, tri-tips, and beef ribs. Stop by Val's Marketplace here in town if you haven't made your purchases yet and pick up some fantastic meat to grill out this weekend while you're getting ready for Mississippi State football. And it's not just here in Starkville. Welcome Home Beef products are available in Louisville, Collinsville, Bahalia, Corinth, Pontotoc. They're all over the place. Louisville, you say? Winston County. Stand up. So, if your local grocery store isn't carrying Welcome Home Beef, you need to find out why. Call them today and call Welcome Home Beef. Number is 662-268-8148. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. You know that place Friday night, Saturday before the game, will be hopping. You may have to struggle to get a seat there, but it is worth it the weight to get some of that smoked southern soul food. And if you want to make it a little bit easier on yourself, you can always let Two Brothers cater your next tailgate. Every uh, week, they'll be taking orders all the way up to Wednesday at noon. Email them at twobrothersstarkville at gmail.com and place your order for catering and have a fantastic tailgate courtesy of Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems has a two-way plan to take care of your business. They back. They are going to provide you an incredible selection of services, products, anything technological your business needs to survive and thrive. They've got it, and then every sale is backed up with the top-notch customer service that you would expect if you were dealing with your next-door neighbor. And that's what they are at Advantage Business Systems. They're a Mississippi business. They've been in this state for nearly 46 years helping businesses just like yours. Why don't you call them today, 
Find out what they can do for you. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Playmaker time. Here we go. Give me an offensive, give me a defensive, and give me your X factor. Okay, so we'll start on the offensive side of the ball. Okay. My playmaker is going to be Makai Polk. That's, okay. that's a guy that I've been watching all camp. I've been as high on him as anybody. I've kind of hitched my wagon to the guy at this point. I think that he is going to be a difference maker for Mississippi State this season, especially in the red zone. I think that's going to be a matchup problem for teams. He's so good at finding you know, where his feet are in the red zone and knowing kind of where he is. Uh, so I, I think that he's going to be a, a big part of Mississippi State's offense this season. And I think he has his coming out party in game one. Um, you know, I, I think it go between he or Jameer Calvin. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by these two wide receivers from Mississippi State. I, I thought that was a great job by State getting adding these two pieces to their offense. And the offense wouldn't be the same without them, I don't think. They've really added some, some really good depth and experience, and especially Jameer Calvin, who's been in this offense already and been under this coaching staff he looks like the most experienced guy out there so mm-hmm. i think both of those guys are going to be legit for state this season and polk's going to be my guy that that steps up and, and has a big day on okay. saturday offensively for me i mean it, it feels like it's got to be will rogers for me he, he needs to show command he needs to come out and have a big game put all the doubters to bed in in game 1 throw for 400 yards throw for four touchdowns and and show everybody hey we're going this this offense is going to roll this year with me back behind here making pulling the strings uh, you've got a great selection of receivers you've got two good backs that feel like the line has revamped in front of you you've got the repetition you've got the experience now's the time go out there and show it off against the defense i mean if you struggle against this defense it's going to be a long year so go out and thrive have one of your best days, and 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 you know have the kind of game you had against Ole Miss, have the kind of game you had against Georgia, have those kind of games against Louisiana Tech, and sh- and put everybody get everybody breathing a little easier about what this offense is going to look like this year. I have a feeling that the offense is going to have like some some sputtering moments, yeah. and people are going to freak out. You'll hear the 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 the, the Boo, yeah. I don't. I think we do need to put in a disclaimer that. There's going. There's probably going to be some rusty moments in this ball game. Yeah. It's game one. Yeah. Everybody has those. I don't. I don't expect State to come out a well-oiled machine, scoring 56 points. If they do, that's great. But I, I'm not expecting it. I expect some three and outs. I expect a turnover or two. Just don't freak out if it happens. I, I don't know if we can if we can fully measure what this team's going to be in game one. But you know, if they lose or something, you can freak out. Defensively, who you got? I'm going to go with Fred Peters on the defensive side. I like that pick. All right. So, hasn't played since the third game last year. He's been kind of chomping at the bit here. He has worked really hard to get back to where he is, and he's a he's a quiet, confident guy. I think he's going to, to make some plays. You know, before he left last year, he had like 20-something tackles in two games. Mm-hmm. He was he was racking them up. Yeah, I mean, he he was going to be a huge part of Mississippi State's defense. So, I think from a tackling standpoint, he's going to be kind of flying all over the field. I I think he could get an interception or something, force a turnover or two. 
I expect Fred Peters to come out with his head on fire in game one and, and have a big day. I feel like Zach Arnett's going to bring pressure. I feel like he's going to put uh, Austin Kendall to, to a bunch of decisions, and I feel Kendall's going to make some bad decisions, and that, that leads to, to interceptions. The guy who was around the ball the most that I've seen is Jalen Green. So I think his debut day will be a big one. I think he's going to get a pick uh, in, in this game. Uh, a big-time player from, from a, you know, coming from Texas, has played in big games, uh, understands, you know, seems to have really gotten into the system and figured it out early. Because, I mean, from the first couple of weeks of practice, going all even way back to the spring, he was always mentioned among the first-teamers. So he clearly gets the system. He's clearly coachable. We know he's got the talent. I think he has a big debut for, for Mississippi State. Who's your X Factor? I can't use the same guy, I guess, nah, that I'm going nah, to nah, use. Nah, use a different guy. Yeah, this is somebody who just, uh, you think could just make a play, maybe. I'm going to go with Jaquavius Marks. Okay. I, I think that a lot of people have not seen him since last year. He's noticeably bigger, mm-hmm. kept the same speed that he's got. He's going to be a tough matchup for a lot of teams, especially if he gets in space. He's not going to be brought down with one tackle. So if he gets, you know, if he gets a uh, a defensive back out there in the flats, they're going to have trouble with him. I think he can bust off some big plays on Saturday. So I, you know, it would not surprise me to see him have a good day, either receiving, running the ball, whatever. I, I think he has a chance to have a big day. Big plays, explosive plays need speed. Speed is what you need. Greasy, fast speed. Need for speed. The need for speed. Tulu Griffin has speed. Yes. And especially in special teams. I mean, remember the, remember the Armed Forces Bowl. They literally could not stop him from getting 35, 40 yards of return. And they kept kicking the ball to him. They kept kicking the ball to him like a bunch of idiots. He ran one back that was like a Called block back. in the back like 20 yards behind yeah, the play. Yeah, so... Tula Griffin makes a big play in this game. There's, there's almost no doubt in my mind. Be it a long pass, be it a short pass that he makes a man miss and takes off, or in the special teams, there will be a 40-50 yard play for Tulu Griffin in this game. I, I hope so. He's, you know, he's been hurt for a, a few weeks. He's back now. Mm-hmm. I hope that he looks back. Yeah. Because you really need a player like that. Is that is a tough guy to, to kind of match up with. All right. Prediction time, my friend. Give me it. To, give it to me. I predicted on our side, I think, 38-6. to six, Wow. Maybe. Okay, um, so you're really buying into the defense. I'm though. buying into the defense. And like you, if I'm presented with new evidence on Saturday, I'll change my, my mind mm-hmm. moving into next week. But for now, I really like this defense. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not just buying into what anybody else is telling me. I've seen them. They, I, I think that they have more to do with – with the offense not performing incredibly well in those scrimmages, then the offense just not performing well. I think I think you have to de- give the defense credit. They're deeper this year. They're really good in the front end of the defense. Mm-hmm. So I expect this defense to come out, clamp this team down. If they don't, then you have some concerns there. But I'm expecting this defense to be really good this year. I just see. I just think in this, today's college football, I mean, six is that's a lot. That's a very little points. I, I, it I just, is, but we're not talking about LSU. I, in I game get it. One. I think they just get. I think they just get a late touchdown to make it look different. I said forty-five seventeen. 
Okay. As Mississippi State gets the win. This and that would, I think people would be okay with that. Oh, they'd be, yeah. Especially, like I said, if, if it's if it's 45-10 with five minutes to go and they score, you know, I mean. Nobody's going to Nobody care. cares. So, yeah. I, I think State's going to dominate this football game and give everybody a, a, a breath of fresh air and we'll head into the North Carolina State week. And that sort of, in a season full of swing games, we've said it before, there's four or five of them. You know, the big, big jump games, you got one in week two. And if you can win that, you're going to be feeling really, really good about yourself. But we'll talk about that next week. Monday show, which is actually a little, little treat for you guys. Oh, well, I guess it could still be Monday show if State loses. But if State wins, it's not just Victory Sunday. It's going to be Victory Saturday. Because yes. Robbie and I are going to record, uh, because we're going to watch All Out on Sunday, by God. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We'll have a full recap of All Out on Monday's show. Uh, no, we will We will, we'll record on Saturday and go ahead and put it on up so we can have a Sunday to ourselves. Guys, have a great weekend. If you're coming to Starkville, please, you got something to throw in? Yeah, I, I wanted to do this yesterday, but I want I want to put our thoughts thoughts out there for Tyler Threadgill. Yeah. I haven't gotten an update, but um, he, I, from what I was told, I believe he was on a ventilator mm. recently. You're talking about an extremely healthy guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the fastest people I've ever seen on a football field. Mm-hmm when he was playing at Mississippi State and also in high school, too, there in, in Philadelphia. Um, I, I want our thoughts and prayers are out there for him, for a full recovery, for his family, of course, too, and for loved ones as well. This is a – I don't want to get too deep into it, but this is a serious illness. And um, I just want to wish everybody well and hope that uh, everybody's doing good out there. There's a lot of people that have been close to me that have gotten this recently. My grandmother just got diagnosed with it as well. So, um, well wishes to him. Well wishes to everybody out there. There's a lot of people in Starkville that have been affected with this um, recently, and I know in the past year as well. So, our, our thoughts are out there to the former Bulldog and uh, for for a speedy recovery for him. Absolutely, 100. Uh, percent Hope 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 it comes out okay. Uh, hope you guys, if you're traveling to Starkville this weekend, are safe. You know, take it, take it easy on the roads. Get up here. Let's have a great time. Let's enjoy Mississippi State football and this opening weekend of college football. If you're staying at home, hey, enjoy yourself. Have a great party. Watch a lot of great games. There's there's fantastic games. Can't wait to get home Saturday night. Clemson, Georgia, LSU, UCLA. I'll be p- keeping an eye on those. Can't wait. It is finally, finally here. For Robbie Falk, I am Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.